we are back in Mark's gospel this morning. So um, it's been it's been a bit of a hiatus over the summer. I'm looking at a few different other sections of the scriptures, and now we're back in Mark. So glad to be continuing on there. And so we're going to be looking at Mark's account of Jesus' life, um, and we're looking specifically at this passage in Mark chapter nine. Will you pray with me before we begin? Father in heaven, we thank you for your abundant grace. Uh, your amazing love and your goodness to us. Father, please grant that the words that I speak will be faithful to you. And please work by your Holy Spirit to conform each and every one of us to the image of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose precious name we pray. Amen. It seems like we live in a world of distraction, doesn't it? There's always something going on. Constantly something to watch, something to listen to, something to read. It's never-ending. From the moment we open our eyes to the moment we close them, we live in a world where we're bombarded by content. We've got access to so much content, people even get anxiety from not knowing what to watch, not knowing what to read, not knowing what or whom to listen to. Have you ever been on Netflix and you just keep clicking next, 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 and you can't find anything? They should call it Nextflix. I only just thought of that. Um, Yeah. But people get, they genuinely get anxious and worry, what, what are we going to do? So we, we've, we're confound, com, confronted with so many different voices to listen to. And a question I want us to think about this morning is, who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Well, this morning, let's tune out the distractions. Let's unplug from the constant plugged-in lives we lead and hear what God is saying to each of us. Uh, to do this, we're going to have a look at that account in Mark's Gospel Mark's biography of Jesus Christ, and that account is the transfiguration. So let's begin by defining our terms. Uh, Transfiguration is a long word, uh, and it means to change appearance or form. When I was a child, I remember reading Jesus was transfigured and having no idea what that meant. Uh, Transfiguration in general, the word means to change appearance or change form. But what is Jesus' transfiguration specifically? Jesus' transfiguration was the changing of his appearance that happened on the mountain where he was revealed in blazing glory. Jesus' clothes became radiant, blazingly bright, white as no launderer on earth could bleach them, and his face shone like the sun. So this is where Jesus' appearance was changed to become intensely bright and show his glory. Uh, my, my mom and dad and myself have recently been painting um, my house and Keltra and I have opted for white for the walls. Simple enough, you might think, <laughs> but oh no, <laughs> no siree. Go to Bunnings and see for yourself, um, especially if you're colorblind like me. I can't tell the difference between normal colors. What hope will I have with white? So, so you get there and there are walls and walls of paint, uh, aisles and aisles of the stuff. And they can even mix the stuff in those tins to make other colors. And uh, they ask you things like, what kind of tints do you want? Or um, what, what sort of hue do you want? They're not asking if, if you want them to bring out Hugh Grant or Hugh Jackman to help you pick what paint you want. But if you use that joke there, I'm sure it'll go down really well. <laughs> Real original. Um, so... <laughs> What, what white would you like? There's lexicon, sunscreen, whisper white, toilet bowl, vivid white, eggshell, hog bristle, five o'clock shadow, west coast ghost, whiter than white, 
and only three of those were made up. <laughs> Needless to say, there are a lot of whites out there, paint-wise, but they've got nothing on the blazing white Jesus' clothes became at his transfiguration and his face shining so intensely brightly. In his holiness, his dazzling radiance emanated from the top of that mountain. Nothing could compare. Uh, you know those ads with people saying that the laundry powder they've been paid to review removes stains and makes clothes really white? Well, Jesus' transfiguration blows those out of the water. There's just no comparison. Uh, it doesn't matter what laundry powder you're using. Mark specifically notes for us that Jesus' clothes became so intensely white that no launderer on earth could bleach them. Now, a lot of our Bibles will say no one on earth could bleach them, but the original is no launderer on earth could bleach them this white. Uh, this is an amateur hour we're talking about. <laughs> the World Laundry Championships couldn't produce a white this white. Jesus' clothes were that blazingly white, white like we've never seen before, like no one had ever seen before. Matthew and Luke, in their parallel accounts, note that Jesus' face, was, his facial appearance was changed, with Matthew saying that his face shone like the sun. Can you imagine that? Being there on that mountain, seeing Jesus, his face shining like the sun from right there. His appearance was changed before their very eyes. So Peter, James, and John beheld his glory. It's as though the curtain was peeled back so that these three men got to see the eternal glory of the Lord Jesus, the one whom they knew as rabbi, who had humbly emptied himself by taking on human flesh. Imagine that. They know Jesus. They've seen him do the miraculous. They've been with him. They've eaten with him, followed him, spent time alone with him. And now they see his glory. They glimpse Jesus' glorified state, his holiness, his beauty, his radiance. And they are stunned in awe, terrified, exactly like those people in the Old Testament who saw God. And along with Jesus appear Elijah representing the prophets and Moses representing the law. Jesus is the one in whom the law and the prophets find their fulfillment, find their ultimate fulfillment. All of the Old Testament finds its fulfillment in Jesus. And here Moses and Elijah, two heroes of the Old Testament, speak with their and our Lord Jesus, the glorified one. Have you ever been in a situation where you were lost for words, where you just can't figure out what to say? Maybe you're caught a little off guard and you feel like you can't say nothing. You have to say something, but it just doesn't come out quite right. I'm sure we've all had those times, perhaps some of us more than others. <laughs> well, in verse five, that's where Peter, James and John find themselves. And ever the one to speak up, Peter says this in verse five. Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Uh, perhaps Peter was thinking of the Feast of Booths, or maybe he was just thinking it would be good to spend some more time on top of the mountain there, or maybe something else. Whatever it was that caused him to say this, Mark tells us in the next verse why, why he said it. Verse 6, For he did not know what to say, so Peter did not know what to say, for they, him, James, and John, were terrified. 
They've seen Moses and Elijah, which already, you know, wow, like these two heroes of the Old Testament appearing there on top of the mountain. More than that, they've seen Jesus' glory. And uh, it's no wonder that they're awestruck. Jesus' perfection, his holiness, his blazing glory. Peter didn't know what to say. Speechless, although he actually did say something, but not exactly what he should have said. Rather than embrace the silence, he said something. And at this point, we hear another voice. From where? From a cloud, says Mark. A bright cloud, expands Matthew. A cloud on a mountain. Does that ring any bells for anyone? Uh, if you are familiar with uh, the Old Testament and the book of Exodus, uh, there's, there's a chapter, Exodus 24, go have a read of it later, where God comes down on Mount Sinai in the cloud that was like devouring fire. And he comes there to meet with Moses. So back to today's account, what does the cloud do? This bright cloud overshadows them. And then we hear this voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. God the Father speaks, telling these three disciples that Jesus is his beloved son. Listen to him. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. God the Father knows exactly what to say. Jesus knows exactly what to say. And that's why the Father says, listen to the Son. Peter doesn't know what to say, and nor would we. We need to listen to God the Father. We need to listen to Jesus, God the Son, the all-glorious one. Listen to Jesus. Uh, earlier I mentioned that there are a lot of uh, the never-ending stream of content, or more like tsunami of content that we're faced with in today's world. Um, have you noticed that there are a lot of voices vying for our attention? A lot being a gross understatement. There are an astonishing number of voices vying for our attention. Where to begin? Uh, a 2022 count found over 200 streaming services. That's a lot of voices. There's the news where misinformation and corruption are rife and the anti-biblical ideas seem to be pushed on a daily basis. And it's on TV, on the internet, on our smart speakers, on our radio, on our watch, which is a bit too Knight Rider for me. <laughs> That's a lot of voices. There's social media where every keyboard warrior, influencer, guy sitting next to you on the bus can write down or film or record whatever they want to say. As of October last year, there were 4.74 billion active social media accounts. That's a lot of voices. Uh, there's an estimated 5 million podcasts with 70 million episodes between them. That's a lot of voices. All you have to do is wake up and you're bombarded with so many voices. Even if you block out the other voices by leaving your phone in another part of the house and unplugging from TV and internet, there's the, still the voices of one another, aren't there? We're surrounded by voices. And even if we're all alone, there's still our own internal voice to contend with. And other voices like Satan trying to tempt us to things as well. We are surrounded by voices. Like Peter, we often want to speak when really we need to listen. When you add up all of these voices, there are billions of them. Billions is not an understatement. But the one voice that we need, 
the one person we all really need to listen to, Jesus. We all need to hear Jesus' voice, the voice of the blazingly glorious one, the voice of the kind, compassionate one, the one who is both Lord and Savior, gentle and just, the voice of God, the voice of Jesus. God's voice from the bright cloud that descended on the Mount of Transfiguration said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Listen to Jesus. In the immediate context, right after God the Father has said, Listen to Jesus, Jesus tells the disciples something. Clearly, this is important. He tells them as they're going down the mountain, they haven't even made it to the bottom yet. Jesus is saying something. And after hearing God's booming voice telling them to listen to Jesus, Jesus tells them something of utmost significance. He starts talking about the Son of Man rising from the dead. Jesus tells them not to tell anyone about the transfiguration, his appearance being changed in glory, until after the Son of Man rises from the dead. Now, the Son of Man is a, is a term that Jesus uses to refer to himself uh, a lot of the time, and it, it brings to mind the idea of the divine ruler in Daniel 7, who's the Son of Man, and it also brings to mind Jesus' uh, nature as a man, um, someone who has taken on flesh and, and become a human. So, it brings to mind the fact that Jesus is fully God and that he's fully man. And he's saying here what will prophetically happen to him. He says, he will rise from the dead. Uh, It's no accident that this comes right after God the Father says, listen to Jesus. Jesus will rise from the dead. And the disciples are kind of scratching their heads trying to make sense of this. We've just seen Jesus' glory. What, What are you talking about dying for? Why does God want them to know this? Jesus is going to suffer, he's going to die, he's going to rise again. Why do they and we need to know this? Because whether we listen to Jesus or not impacts where we spend forever when we die. Have you listened to Jesus? Jesus calls upon all people everywhere, that includes me and you, to turn from doing things our way and to trust him as our saviour and live with him as our king. I put it to you that if there's anyone worth listening to in this whole world ever, it's Jesus. You might say, why? It's a good question to ask. The answer is that he's the only person to have ever said that he would raise himself from the dead and then gone on to do it. What we see at the Transfiguration is Jesus' glory, his blazing glory and beauty and radiance. And in his death and resurrection, Jesus' glory is revealed in an even more magnificent way. This Jesus has power over life, power over death. Listen to him. Believe what he says. Believe in him. Trust his death to pay for your sins. Trust his resurrection to guarantee you life beyond the grave. Listen to Jesus. Don't ignore Jesus' voice. Don't drown out his voice with other things. Don't try to speak over his voice. Don't even let Jesus' voice be one among many. Listen to Jesus, our only hope for salvation. That's what God called the disciples to do. And that's what he calls us to do. 
All you have to do is open your Bible and read and hear the voice of the Almighty God speak to you. In here we find everything we need to know to be saved, that we're rebels deserving of God's judgment, and that Jesus is the rescuer who died to save us. Jesus is our only hope. At the beginning of of Mark's Gospel, Jesus calls uh, the people to repent, that is to turn away from sin and believe to trust him as Saviour and King. And we need to all heed that message to listen to Jesus, to believe in him, to turn from our own way. But listening to Jesus isn't something that we do just once and then it's done. Uh, We are his sheep, he is our shepherd, and when we listen to Jesus for the first time, we commence a lifetime which lasts into eternity of listening to Jesus' voice. We know his voice and we listen to him. Jesus says in John's Gospel, my sheep know my voice. They won't listen to another. So how can we make a practice of this? How can we make a practice of listening to Jesus, spending time listening to him? Listen to Jesus by reading his word and tuning out the noise. Now you can get creative as how you do that, um, but here are a couple of ideas that might help you. Uh, So many of us have a phone. If you don't, that's pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) But many of us do. Um, Why not get a Bible app on your phone? Or maybe an audio Bible so you can listen in your car on the way to work or to uni or on the bus. Uh, Why not uninstall apps that are getting in the way of you listening to Jesus? Put a lock on it. Give the password to a friend or family member. Uh, Maybe you could screenshot a Bible passage and make that your phone background and commit that to memory. And once you've committed that to memory, do it again with a different passage. Get the words of Jesus in your mind so that you're constantly being framed by what he's saying to us. Um, To take a slightly different tack, maybe set aside some time where you're free from technological distractions. Get a real Bible with paper like this. (laughs) I can get one for you if you need it, just come tell me. Um, And sit and read. Listen, listen to Jesus' voice. Reflect on who God is and what he's done for you. And be encouraged, taught, rebuked, corrected, trained in righteousness. You see, we're all listening to someone, aren't we? The question is, to whom are we listening? Make the answer to that question, Jesus. Only by listening to Jesus are we able to make sense of our world, ourselves and eternity. If you want to listen to Jesus for the first time today and put your trust in him as saviour, I'm going to ask you to pray with me in a moment uh, where we're going we're to pray and, and we'll, we'll do what we spoke about earlier, repenting and believing in Jesus. Maybe you've been walking with Jesus for as long as you can remember. We live lives of repentance as Christians where we, where we see our sin and we, we repent of it and we come and we trust in Jesus. So I, I'll ask you all to join with me in prayer in a moment. And, um, and if you are listening to Jesus for the first time today, uh, truly listening to him, believing in what he's saying and, and trusting in him, then please do come and speak to me afterwards. Jesus is the all-glorious one. We see that in the transfiguration. We see that in his death and resurrection. He is so kind and compassionate. Uh, we might be inclined to think, wow, the all-glorious one wouldn't be kind and compassionate. But no, he is. Jesus is. He is glorious and he's tender and warm and compassionate. 
there's no one else worth listening to. So please join me in prayer now as we come to him. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the great and glorious God. We thank you that you were revealed in glory on the Mount of Transfiguration, where the disciples glimpsed your blazing radiance. And we thank you, Lord, that you, your glory was revealed even more magnificently in your death and resurrection, where you defeated our enemies of sin, death, and the devil. Lord Jesus, we praise you. Lord Jesus, we come to you, and we want to listen to you. Lord, help us to hear your voice. Uh, grant that we would read your word and hear you speak to us. Lord, grant that we would be people who take your word to heart. Uh, Lord, we come to you now in confession, uh, acknowledging that we aren't perfect people. So often we mess up and do things our own way. Lord, we turn away from that as you call us to, and we listen to your voice, and we put our trust in you as our King, as our Saviour, and we ask that you would have mercy on us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you bore in your body on the cross the punishment we deserved for our sin. Lord, we thank you for that. We could never earn that. It's entirely your grace. Lord, help us to tune out the noise and tune into your voice. In Jesus' name, amen.